0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Welcome back to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. Thanks to our sponsor this week, Yours truly, because I wrote a fucking book, and I ain't afraid to tell you about it. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Oh, it's going. you boring. Thanks. Uh, we have a lot of good shit on today's episode, so let's get into it. We're going to start off, as always, with Worst Things First, the most fucked up news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into what can only be described as a once- in a lifetime opportunity. Guess what, Barry, it finally happened. What? Harry Styles had the opportunity to meet me. All of his dreams came true. Last week, we met at his show. It was momentous. The stars aligned. Um, a unicorn was born at the same time. Wow. slid right out of a silvery unicorn vagina. It was great, and I'm going to tell everybody about it because everybody keeps asking me. So fucking shut up and listen to our deep dive. Then we have Lindsey Weber and Bobby Finger of the very funny podcast Who Weekly. They're going to join us for an interview in a game of who or them. If you don't know what that means, don't worry. We're going to get to it. Just be patient. I'm sick of everybody expecting too much too soon. So let's do it. Put your back into it. Let's get on with it, girl. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's get on with the show. All right. Worst things first... The part of the show where I give you a rundown on all the news that you've been purposefully avoiding this week. Believe me, I get it. I literally wrote the book on how awful the world is, and you can pre-order it at everythingisawfulbook.com. I'm basically a prophet, so let me lead you through this mess. So, obviously we want to start off by talking about Las Vegas, um... Thoughts, prayers go out to all of the people who lost their lives, who are still recovering. And obviously, thanks to the policemen, the first responders, all of the people who tried um, you know, to help in this situation and who are still helping, uh, there's not much that I can add that is not going to already have been said. The one thing that does make me particularly angry, and this is a podcast about me being angry all of the time, is motherfuckers... Who uh, want to be self righteous on Twitter and tell people that now is not the time to talk about ways to stop shit like this from happening again? I mean, it's so like disheartening to go into the comments of anything and to see people arguing like, "Ugh, people die from cars every day. Are we gonna ban cars?" And it's like, a, we regulate the shit out of cars. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, bad Speed argument. Limits? Seatbelts. B, it's like. What do you do? Like, think logically about what you're arguing for. Your argument is, well, I don't think we can do anything about it, so might as well just leave them alone. What are you losing by there being more regulations? You can't have fucking 14 AK-47s in your hotel room? The fact that one person was able to uh, shoot... Over almost 600 people is not fucking normal. No. And that should not be allowed to happen. It also makes me so angry when people talk about the Second Amendment as, like, the gospel. It was written by people who fucking shat in a bucket. George Washington had wood for teeth. It took them, like, 17 minutes to shoot one bullet maybe they shouldn't be deciding what kind of weapons people use today. I think the other point is if we don't if you don't talk about it now then when are you going to talk about it? There's one group that that put out data that there's at least there's a mass shooting in the United States 9 out of every 10 days, which means every Every two weeks, there's a shooting where at least four or more people are are shot. Not, not necessarily killed, but shot. It happens every day. We get a day off every 10 days. So personally, I'm not about waiting for that 10th day to talk about how you fucking stop it. Um, the point is, don't just offer thoughts and prayers if you're not actually going to take action uh, and push Congress people to pass sensible gun laws. Uh, vote for people who will stand up to the NRA. Don't believe when fucking Donald Trump is offering his own thoughts and prayers and talking about evil when he told the NRA that they have a friend in the White House and also they spent $30 million to get him elected. So fuck them. Uh, Fuck him. Fuck anybody who carries out something like this. Clearly, I don't think anybody disagrees that it is evil and that passing laws might not prevent something like this from happening but it can I don't I just don't understand like you what's the harm in trying what's what are you losing by trying to stop something like this from happening it doesn't make any sense all right now that We've talked about one tragedy. Let's move on to the second one that's still happening. Puerto Rico is still mostly without power, mostly without cell service. But thankfully, Donald Trump dedicated a golf trophy to them. They do have to share it with Texas and Florida. He broke it up and girl style. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Donald Trump went to his golf club in New Jersey while Puerto Rico was begging him for help still. I think it was the Pentagon. People who are there from the United States government are saying, We don't have enough supplies. We need more shit. It's not just the the mayor of San Juan who he hates. All of that shit happened after last week's episode where he decided to just go ape on <laughs> this mayor who's trying to protect her people. Um and he was tweeting from his golden goddamn toilet. Anyway, he went to his golf club and he went to a golf tournament and at the end of it, he was like, I dedicate this golf trophy to Texas and Florida and Puerto Rico. (laughs) So everything is fixed now. They have, you just have to wait until you get your piece of the trophy and then you'll have clean water and food to feed your children. Uh, If you're not a piece of shit like the president, you can donate Things that will actually help, like money and supplies, Uh, I donated to one of the foundations that Lin-Manuel Miranda was tweeting about. So if you follow him on Twitter, you can look at his timeline. There's a moveon.org fundraising campaign that he uh, helped start. And then also he was asking people to donate to the Hispanic Federation. It helps Puerto Rico and also other causes that help Latin America. Or you can support our real president, Beyonce Knowles-Carter, because she did a remix of Mi Gente with J Balvin, and it is amazing. And all proceeds go to Puerto Rico, Mexico, and other affected Caribbean islands. So buy it. Meanwhile, Donald Trump went down to Puerto Rico after he had, had his little golf trip uh, and then had a couple of gems to throw out. He thought it would be funny to joke that Puerto Rico was throwing his budget out of whack because he had to give money to them instead of his secretaries who were flying around on a bunch of private airplanes. He also said that, thank God it wasn't a real catastrophe like Katrina, because only 16 people died, which is... It's so fucked. Someone in my Twitter mentions was also because I tweeted about how he went golfing while people were dying and they were like, Only 16 people are dead. Enough with your exaggeration. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry it was only 16 people and you don't care about that. Um, One person dying is probably enough to be upset about. But okay, as long as you feel better about yourself, dickhole. And the only reason he said 16 people was because there was only 16 people who died directly from weather-related reasons, causes. And that doesn't include people who will die from not having access to their medical supplies or medicines, uh, who were in hospitals, who now don't have electricity, who are in Elderly homes who now don't have access to electricity, air conditioning, things like that. People who are who don't have access to clean water and who will suffer consequences from that. People who are now exposed to you know, mosquitoes, mosquito-borne illnesses. It's bad. People know it's a bad situation. It just sucks to have a president who thinks it's, it's who who just doesn't understand the suffering that people go through and feels like it's okay to say shit like this. It's weird. It's fucked up. It's... Unpresidential. It's unpresidential, but it's also, like, unhuman. Yeah. Like, why, why are you like this? It's because he hasn't suffered anything in his life except a bad case of bone spurs, I guess. Also, the gall to say that these people expect everything to be done for them. This man has never done a thing for himself in his life. Also, me- meanwhile, this is even like, there's just like shitty behavior on top of shitty behavior. There was another report that Donald Trump goes around the White House mocking the way that John McCain can't lift his arms because he was tortured. <laughs> uh, he was like mocking the way that he he voted down health care. And it's because he literally can't lift his arms above his shoulders. I mean, John McCain is a piece of shit, but he's less than a piece of shit than Donald Trump is. Next. Turning now to more uplifting news. An Instagram model turned her excess labia into a necklace. Nope. No. Because that's what I want people to know that I cherish most is my flappy vagina skin. In fairness, she had a condition and it was causing her a lot of pain, so she had her excess labia removed. And as a gesture to herself for overcoming the years she spent in pain, she had... Her labia turned into a necklace. If you really want to think hard about it, I guess it's kind of beautiful. But if you don't want to think hard about it, it's disgusting. (laughs) Also, there's a video of her turning it into a necklace and it is repulsive to me. Mostly because she does it out of a cut up box of popsicles. Next! Archaeologists in Turkey uncovered the ancient tomb of saint nicholas aka santa claus they found his dead body (laughs) buried (laughs) if you're listening kids santa is dead (laughs) (laughs) speaking of people who have disgraced santa claus megan kelly has had a terrible no good week uh if you don't know megan kelly during her time at fox news they were talking about the debate over whether Santa Claus is white or black, and she turned to the cameras and was like, kids, if you're watching, Santa Claus just is white. Santa Claus is a fictitious character, you dumb fuck. As the host of her very own Disaster of a Morning Show, the first two episodes got panned for awkward moments. One in which she interviewed the cast of Will and Grace, had a super fan come on stage, and then asked how it, whether he chose to be gay because of Will and Grace. No, did you choose to be a fucking dickhole, Megyn Kelly? Then the next day, she thought it would be fun to ask Jane Fonda if she had plastic surgery. And Jane Fonda was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Uh, so that was fun. Anyway, looking forward for that to get canceled. And that's it for Worst Things First, the most fucked up news of the week. And what a week it was. Lots of highs and lows. Mostly lows. But luckily, we have a pretty great high to talk about next in our deep dive. And also, I was a little bit high during it. I'm not gonna lie. Sorry, Mom. Skinny Jeans moist dives hairy fucking styles deep dive 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 and now for our deep dive this week we have a love story written by and starring yours truly Many people know that I have long been infatuated by a young man named Harry Styles. But not many know the full tale of our love. It is, some would say, the most beautiful love story ever told. This is the story of a beauty and his beast. As Celine Dion once sang when she wasn't dying on that boat, it is... A tale as old as time, true as it can be. It began once upon a time in a land far, far away when I was but a lonely beast wasting away in the cold library of my desolate castle. If by castle, I mean my dorm room in college and by the library, I mean Tumblr and by once upon a time, I mean 2011. This was the beginning of my time as a person on the internet back when my presence was only on Tumblr. 2011, as anybody on the internet then may remember, was a time when the British boy band One Direction first started melting training bras around the world. But I had no idea who these twinks were, or why they talk so funny, or where this place called London, England was, where a saggy-breasted fairy godmother named Simon Cowell granted wishes. But soon, I'd seen these boys enough times to catch my fancy— and you can actually pinpoint the first time I reblogged an image of One Direction on Tumblr, December 2011. I reblogged a picture of Louis Tomlinson, who at the time was my favorite 1D member because he wore the tightest pants and had the biggest butt. The picture was of him holding a corn dog, which understandably made my tenders tingle. But I was too young to understand what was happening to my body. Back then, I wasn't actually out as a full-blown licensed homosexual on the internet, so I wasn't entirely comfortable posting about hot guys and talking about how I wanted to put my belly button in their belly button. But as the months passed, One Direction grew bigger and bigger, and coincidentally, so did my gayness. Meanwhile, the heroine of our story, Miss Harry Edward Styles, grew from a wee baker who looked like Susan Boyle from a little provincial town full of little people into a glorious, glittery boot wearing, skinny jeans squeezing, rainbow flag waving princess slash bonafide heartthrob. Bonafide. <laughs> Fast forward to 2013. Winter turns to spring, famine turns to feast. I've gotten a job at BuzzFeed where I become the de facto boy band reporter. I fought my way onto the red carpet for the New York City premiere of their movie, This Is Us, before NBC stole the name from One Direction and turned it into a show about people who just die all the time. But literally, I had to fight for it. My boss told me they were sending someone else to the red carpet and I was like, Nuh-uh, not today. What was I supposed to go home and tell my starving children? Sorry kids, daddy's boss told him he couldn't go to the One Direction movie and now none of you can eat. So I went to that carpet, and I stood there for like five hours, waiting for the moment when One Direction would come skipping down. And when they did, I screamed Harry's name, and he looked at me as intimately as you can look at a person while you're wearing jeans so tight they cut off circulation to your penis. But before we could touch, some douche named Gaston whisked him away from me. And that day, he became the one that got away. A beautiful princess such as he would never love a beast like me. After that fateful encounter, I started a campaign to get him to follow me on Twitter, determined to recapture the glory of our misty red carpet makeout session of the ice. I promised all of my co-workers that if he did, I would buy us all an ice cream cake, and I spent months combing the land, begging the villagers and townspeople for help, and getting my bride to follow me, all to no avail. Until one fateful morn, when I awoke blistery-eyed in my bed, to see that he had followed me. Who'd have ever thought that this could be? There may be something there that wasn't there before. And then I had to buy everybody in my office a goddamn ice cream cake. Which I did, by the way, from Dairy Queen. There's videos of it. So don't say I don't honor my promises, assholes. For two years, our romance blossomed from afar. Him becoming more of a beautiful princess. Me becoming more of a wretched beast. Surrounded by inanimate objects that I talk to while I eat. But our flirtations continued on Twitter. He confirmed on Twitter that the One Direction song, Night Changes, was written about me. Because when I asked him if it was, he responded, quote, Don't ask questions you know the answer to, Matthew. He called me by my, my God-given name. Only Jesus calls me that. And my mom. <laughs> Our courtship reached a seeming high point in May of this year when I asked if he would be a guest on this very podcast, which at the time didn't exist yet, and he asked me to be on his podcast that didn't exist yet, just like in the fairy tales. And then, September 28th, 2017, beneath the half moon, we stood in the same room. Years spent thousands of miles apart. And at last, a dream that was once but a wish our hearts made finally came true. I stood with my friend Ariel downstairs at Radio City Music Hall during the VIP after-party, which is basically the princess's ball, except there's an open bar next to a couple folding tables full of pizza. And then, the crowd parted, and he emerged. Like a delicate fawn appears from the trees, a single ray of moonlight illuminating his steps. I stayed off to the side, coy, and determined not to be the first to make a move. It was him, my princess, who would come to me. And so I waited as he twirled among his guests. And finally, just as I was blowing my nose into my kerchief, he approached me, his nose-blowing beast. He extended his arms with the warmest smile, And we embraced, long and firm, as only long-lost lovers could. His back was smooth yet strong, like fine suede. My newly cleared nostrils filled with his smell, the scent of unicorn tears and leprechaun sweat, mint and lemons, and crisp $100 bills. He thanked me for coming to his show, and I was like, I know, it it must have been so difficult for you to perform for all of those people, knowing that I was in the crowd. What a beautiful honor it is for you to have me here. That's true, by the way. I said that. And after our talk, and also a brief but vigorous makeout sesh that I imagined in my head, he embraced me once more, and we took a picture of him tucking his tiny head into my supple breasts... And then he hugged me a third time, and we agreed we'd see one another again soon. And as he walked away, he was like, I'm glad this worked out for both of us. Which some people might say meant, thank you for not stabbing me and stealing a lock of my hair, but I am confident meant, it was an honor and a blessing to nuzzle in your bosom. And then we parted once again. And there I stood. I closed my eyes. But he's still there (laughs) These are lyrics (laughs) I let him steal into my melancholy heart It's more than I can bear Wasting in my lonely tower Waiting by an open door Waiting here Forevermore Of course, this isn't the end to this love story. In fact, it's only the beginning because this is the part when I lure him back to my castle and trap him there with a curse and then force him to fall in love with me Stockholm Syndrome style, which isn't just a One Direction song. It's an actual syndrome where people get kidnapped. I know he's out there somewhere dancing around in a custom designed Gucci floral suit thinking of me and me alone. When he falls asleep at night, I am the last thing he thinks of. When he wakes in the morning, I am the first air he breathes. (laughs) But certain as the sun rising in the east, we will meet again. Our love story will be complete. That is a threat. (laughs) And that's our deep dive for this week. I hope this love story inspires you to go out and find a love of your very own. Unless it's Harry fucking Styles, in which case, back the fuck off, you ingrate. Because he's mine. mine. Next up in the studio, we have Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger from the very funny podcast, Who Weekly. So stick around right after this commercial break. Today's episode of Unhappy Hour is brought to you by me, motherfuckers. I paid myself. I give myself a little treat every day. Masturbation. That's right. Beautiful, hilarious me. Because I wrote a fucking book, a whole book, and you better believe I'm going to advertise that shit because you better buy it you better pre-order it right now. You can pre-order it at everythingisawfulbook.com. And I'm going on tour. I'm going to like a thousand cities. All in America. Sorry, everyone else. I'm touring around this nation from sea to shining sea. And you can come see me read out loud like your third grade teacher, but more drunk and with fewer math equations. So make sure you check out everythingisawfulbook.com To pre-order your book, you can check out all of the dates of my tour and buy your tickets to come see me live. Also, fans of this podcast who live in or around New York City can come check out our very special live show. It's an unhappy hour. Everything is awful. Live show book party special extravaganza on October 25th. You can get your tickets at The Green Space. Just Google it. See you soon. All right, we are in the studio with Lindsey Weber and Bobby Finger of Who Weekly.
1: Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Hello. Hello. So we start off asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves?
1: God, it's like the first thing that came to my mind is like the worst, most cliche thing.
2: Which
0: is? Hamilton. (laughs) You hate it? I hate it. Have you seen it? No.
1: I hate the concept of it. I hate the reputation of it. I hate people who have seen it. I hate people who talk about having seen it. I just don't like, I hate teachers who rap about history. I hate everything around it. Okay, so you're just,
2: passionate. you just That's projected but... the culture of Hamilton onto teachers who rap. <laughs> oh, I
1: hate teachers who rap about history. It's like, history's not supposed wow. to be
2: inspiring, fun. inspiring, If
1: your kids can't find history fun, don't rap to them. That's so, I don't like it.
2: Either you enjoy being bored or you don't get history, ever.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, I had to learn history the hard way. And like, I just don't appreciate that we're just trying to like, dumb it up for, for kids these days.
2: Okay. You know? Are you one of those people where if you saw it, you think you would come around? Yes, and
1: that's why I'll never see it, ever. That's a problem for me. Yeah. Because most things I don't like until I experience them fully and then I have to secretly like them and stop talking about not liking them. This happens with every TV show, ever. Okay. And every song, too. Like, for example, like I decided I didn't like Demi Lovato's Sorry Not Sorry earlier this summer yeah. when it came out. Guess what? But it's like, good. I love it
2: now i love it too but i
1: haven't even updated my official public opinion about it because i'm like i already said it was bad oh so like God. i'm done right okay
0: can i answer this yes. is a nightmare yes
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay oh uh, no. mine's not gonna be hamilton i was my my response to this is it's it's tough because i generally find myself liking things that most people hate mm-hmm. is the problem like uh whoops look what you made me do i was like you know what they, I heard it while make while they Bad were making song. my food at the, the cow market just now, and I was, like, enjoying my weight. Bad song. So I usually find myself, like, being an apologist for, like, whatever people are rallying against. Not that I love that song, but you know what I mean. Right. But the first thing that came to mind, and I don't know why. Hamilton. Um No, Chris Pratt. Never <laughs> liked him, don't like him, can't stand him. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, immediately, I didn't like him. Chris the Pratt. moment he was in Guardians of the Galaxy and everyone was like, Chris Pratt is hot now. Look at Chris Pratt's muscles. I could tell something was wrong and then Anna Ferris divorced him. Yeah. And
2: I was like, I was right. I know. Piece he was like, confirmed. told you so. I whatever. was right. You you guys host Who Weekly. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, explain what a who is, What a th- Who them is. A who is someone who you see a
0: lot. I think Lindsay and I find ourselves having to differentiate, differentiate between who's and just viral stars or flash in the pan stars, people with their 15 minutes character of fame. Character actors. Right, character actors. Um, a who is someone who is extensively covered by like the tabloid press, so they get maybe equal weight of your your George Clooney's, your Rihanna's, your whatever. Right. Um, but, but they're around so frequently that you don't know who they are, you don't know what their job is, right. you might know what their name is, but you see their face a lot or their name a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like they are the celebrities that you see on the the front of Us Weekly, that you see on the front page of what would it be TMZ that make you say who. They just, they
1: get uneven coverage to how famous they actually are. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, when's the last time I actually saw this person do anything, but yet they're on the cover of every magazine for a wedding, for getting a dog, for having a baby, for all these weird things that don't actually kind of have relevance in entertainment. And they
0: revel in it. They love the coverage. And I think that's one of the other important things Because you can tell when people
1: genuinely enjoy and Mm -hmm. pursue their own uh, media coverage. Yeah. Right, right. And then of them... Is like the opposite, like a traditional A-lister, like the names, you know, like we have less of them every day, but like not because they're dying because like (laughs) celebrities changing. Sorry, like George Clooney and Angelina and uh, Jen and Brad and like these kind of iconic uh, A-listers who don't speak, who don't have podcasts, who don't do podcasts traditional press they just mm-hmm. not well, actually they do traditional press but like the kind that is very old school right yeah,
0: yeah. right like a very long feature in a, in oh, a glossy Vanity magazine Fair exclusive right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's like these other magazines need to fill their pages every week yeah. right you know where do they get them the Huffs all of them so <laughs> yeah. the Kirks
2: all of them right right oh the Kirks so who between both of you who is your favorite who oh man and then who's your least favorite who Rita
1: oh it's true Readora's right.
2: favorite Who. Rita the favorite Who. She's the patron saint of Who's. She's she, the queen Who. She mm-hmm. was like the original Who, right? Mm-hmm. She, or at least that brought you guys into. She the, was the original, original Who that yeah. led literally,
1: to it. Yeah, she literally inspired the joke. Like, who is that? Like, we don't recognize mm-hmm. her in any context, and I still very much don't recognize her a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I was what, looking at some Getty image of her for twenty minutes, not knowing it was her. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
2: what is she? So, is she the host of America's Next Top Model? Was she? She was. And then Tyra that was like, already? Tyra was like, oh, yeah, Actually. there was
1: a full season. She literally joined to host it. The show was so horrible that Tyra, who had came, who had left the show to do other things, said, you know what? I'm <laughs> coming back. <laughs>
0: this is <Tyra. laughs> a huge mess. Also, Tyra, who has 17,000 other jobs,
2: Who's was like, America's I can fit got this got back into my schedule. I had no idea that Tyra school. was hosting America's Next or yeah, the Got Talent. Got Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is a mess by the way i watched an episode when oh, i was shows. at home <laughs> and they like two of like the five main acts just their their act did not work yeah beca- like because the show like broke down halfway and tyra <laughs> had to like get she it vamped. together <laughs> which is not her thing
1: i mean you know that's like the most popular show and on t- that's one of the it's most insane. popular shows on television yeah. that's like Big Bang Theory ratings. Like we don't have many things that everyone in America watches, but that's close to it, which is insane. Yeah,
2: I mean that's why I only watched it because I was home in Chicago at my grandma's house, and like she only gets like the five channels that Mm -hmm. come with the TV. Sure, (laughs) like when you plug it in. Yeah. So that's what they watch. That's what. That's America's who watches Got Talent. Their shows. Comes
0: with five channels. <laughs> when your grandma bought her TV, comes with five. Comes
2: with- <laughs> it's just
1: one is just America's Got Talent channel.
2: Let's talk about what are what are some classic Who behaviors? Uh
1: huh. Bobby. Oh,
2: classic Who behaviors. Um,
0: openly. Shilling for brands, I think, is is one of them. One of them is like going to events that you would think would be beneath your A list celebrities. Like I was something just, that just happened. Kaylee Quoco of Panera
1: Bread station. Just gonna bring I'm that up. Kaylee Kay, <laughs> Quoco
0: went to the Panera, Panera Bread beverage station and just had a ball.
2: Oh, <laughs> I don't, that, don't even know what. a beverage station. It was like a card it was is. a card
0: table with some old piece of felt on it and then they like and they <laughs> dumped <laughs> they dumped <laughs> the Panera bread beverage station on it. And Kaylee liquid. Cuoco was like, I'm in how long do you need me to take photos? I will do it. <laughs> Did
1: you hear the clip that what? I found of her talking yeah, about, it at about it at the Panera? It was like, flash, flash, flash. And she's like, uh, it's really nice to know how many calories are in the drinks that you're drinking. Because <laughs> when you drink a soda, you just don't know how many calories are in it. But it's good that this prickly pear, you know, it has the calories run right on the cup. I was like, Kaylee, like, pay someone to tell you what's but I going think, on.
0: I think like an extension of that is the at the MEP. Met Gala and stuff and like mm-hmm. the most famous celebrities get their last right. and they kind of do the, the red carpet really briefly and they go inside a uh, who loves to be on the red carpet They'll the more angles first. the better they want to talk to everyone who, with a mic like absolutely right. Like, the willingness to speak to anyone with a camera or a microphone is Another there's like Walmart, a
1: desperation yeah. that is very acute but you can very much see it when you when a who is uh, and this is of course there's a thin line between being hoey in your desperation and just being like a nice person mm-hmm. like a oh he loves to talk what a jokester yeah. like that's a little different like there's something
0: fun about it it's right. never sad Right, <laughs> um, or it shouldn't be. I mean, it shouldn't be. Um, like it's, it's a fine line. Fine because, line. Because, because, like we said, like the celebrity has to want this coverage. You can never really feel the moment you start feeling pity for someone. Like it's really hard to celebrate them as a who. Right. Um, and like, Kayla <laughs> hey, Quico yeah. is having the time of her life. So.
1: Time of her, she's so rich and she's so like not thirsty because she's drinking from the Panera <laughs> beverage <laughs> right. station. She's happy because
2: uh, she's eating Panera, her prickly Panera. pear, her prickly pear so... peach tea or whatever. Oh my what god! What about who was some prominent people who went from who to them?
0: Does that there happen? Many. There aren't many. There aren't many. The most, the most iconic who to them. We we refer to this as a graduation. <laughs> That we reference yeah. um, when asked that question is Zendaya. Zendaya, um, okay, because Zendaya yeah. was just a Disney Channel star, right? I'm um, in the same way that like Bella, they were on. She was on the same show as Bella Thorne. I um, mean, <laughs> Bella Thorne is very much still a who, right. and then suddenly Zendaya got like g- great gig after great gig after great gig, and was like on the cover of Vogue. Yeah, and so it's just like in right. the Beyonce video, like she was in Lemonade, like right, you know, right. like and it just became this thing where she was suddenly very legitimate. She was suddenly very famous. She was on the sort of like glossy A-list publications that you would expect from people with that kind of name recognition. I don't right. know. It's like, She's, th- yeah. but there aren't many people who, who can do that.
1: It's hard because we'll you know, something will happen like I for example, like Bree Larson won an Oscar, right? And right. that was really hard because Bree Larson, total who, like not who mm-hmm. but a total who. No one knew who she was. She wins this Oscar. She's like the golden girl. She's getting all the like right kind of press. But you know, a year later, two years later you're kind of like, uh is Bree Larson did she cross over? Is she Right. Is she a them? And it's it's hard to it's think It's
0: hard she's she's a, she's in
2: a gray area. Yeah. She's in a gray she's area. She's
1: like she's she's who knows?
2: Mm-hmm. Are there any who's that you're like pulling for to become of them?
1: Oh, uh yeah, Ansel Elgort is like my favorite. <laughs> like I love him. Yeah. Yes. W- what
2: about <laughs> him? Yeah, he- explain <laughs> that. Extremely as tell us. Tell us. No.
1: Well, he's hot. That's one.
2: Is I, he? Genuinely, is
1: he? Yes, I genuinely think that he is like a 360 performer. Like he sings and he dances and he acts and it's not that annoying. It's only a little annoying. Right. He reminds me of when I first was introduced to Zach Efron before kind of the like all of Zach Efron's baggage. You were mm-hmm. like, wow, what a fresh face who's genuinely like charming from every angle and can do it all. Right. Also, the thing about Ansel Elgort that I really like a lot is that he seems and this is going to come off rude, he doesn't seem smart enough to be rude or jaded. He's just smart enough to be happy-go-lucky and really seemingly content. Like, his Instagram is really adorable. He's genuinely thrilled to be wherever he is. He revels in, like, fan attention and love. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, even his, like, his Brazil... He went to Brazil. You know, like, when celebrities go to Brazil, they, like, can't deal. (laughs) He was so fully in love and happy and... I just find him very charming, and I just—I never found it annoying. I don't, and he's a freaking DJ. He's also a DJ.
2: Who is isn't <laughs> A DJ. <laughs> do you do you have a favorite Who? I love I, him. I don't. But, I, but, I mean, but, but or, be, or like, well, or, it uh, used to be—it used to be Cardi B, but
0: I would yeah. argue that she. It, I mean, especially over the summer, I, she might still be a. She's who. still a. Who. She might still be a who. I don't. Really but I think know who is. that
2: is. I, I I I know, but I, I no, don't she's really. A, know. <laughs> she's still for a lot of the same
0: reasons that that Lindsay ex- uh, like explained her her love for for Ansel, I think there is just like there are a few celebrities who are having such a good time, um, and it, it's it's hard it's hard to find a celebrity you like root for so in, like entirely like right. all you want like you want their success more than your own, and I think Cardi B is so lovable, um. And is so good on camera, and people love. Like, did you see the photo of her at Beyonce? Yeah. And like, both of them looked starstruck by each other. Like, it was just <laughs> like this amazing. And to see her, and I think it's also just to see her like incrementally get a little more famous every month has been really, really satisfying. It feels like
1: you're on this like train with her yeah, because and you've been watching her for so where, long.
0: And and I think especially compared to other celebrities who keep getting more and more famous for doing what kind of seems like the same amount of work. To see Cardi putting in like more and more effort. Like you see Cardi trying in a way that you don't necessarily see other celebrities trying. Right. They sort of stumble into their fame. Um and so it like she's very easy to root for. She's really good. She's really talented. And like also, like we wanted to have a pot like just like she needs a podcast. She needs all of the things. Yeah. She'd be good at all of the she things. She really needs a podcast. Um, She'll never do one now. And and she yeah. To like, famous. She she's very famous now, and I think, but it's still sort of you know, maybe maybe this will be your only song. Yeah. Maybe it won't be, but um,
2: I I like her. Good. I think she'd be a great them. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's very endearing. I'll
2: uh, I'll figure out who she is. We're nearing the end. Let's play. Let's play. uh Is this a who are them? Oh. oh
1: God. As you, you have to
2: explain. Easy.
1: <sighs> is it? Yeah. It's easy. Okay.
2: The Chain Smokers. Who? who? Name one. Oh, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> exactly. Drew right. But also, I'm gay. <laughs> I mean, didn't You've stop tased. me. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, I just well, like, I don't know if the chain smokers were in front of me, if I could even like physically no, see wouldn't. them. <laughs> You'd see
1: right through them. They would not even be relevant. Like your brain would just like tune them out completely. Diplo. Them.
2: Them, yeah. That's tough
0: because it's, we, we run into this problem a lot where it's like they are objectively really, really famous in their specific uh, industry where like every them knows who, every them in music knows who Diplo is.
1: Mm-hmm. But I would say no one could name Diplo's real name. I can because I'm an idiot, but I it's real. His real name's like Wesley. <laughs>
0: I would say he's that's them. Not he's a them. Yeah, but
1: like no Would you know what he looked like though no. necessarily? Them
0: them name recognition is also. A term he's a we tough used. one
1: because I feel like so that new show that's like what what would Diplo do on Viceland or whatever? <laughs> right, with James Vanderbeek. Kind of what that show plays off of is that no one actually would really know what Diplo looks like. So James Vanderbeek looks kind of like Diplo, so it works really well because no one yeah, you sure. wouldn't really know. Right. So. I, I that kind of adds to my on the lineness of this, right? But let's say them,
2: um, <laughs> Kelly Rowland.
0: Uh, I mean, oh, this is so poor, Kelly. Uh, Kelly is a them.
2: I think. I think my mom probably knows who Kelly Rowland is. If, I think which, she's a who, mm-hmm. which would make her. I think she's a, a them. I think I
1: you think, would say, uh, "Is that the girl from?" Is that? I think you would confuse her with other people. I think she's a who. I think if you even said Destiny's Child, someone would be like Beyonce. I mean, I think
0: Michelle Williams, who? But I feel like Kelly Rowland was there long enough
2: and is in enough of their Instagrams. She's also like blood related to Beyonce.
0: You convinced me.
2: Okay, fine. I just
1: feel like Kelly Rowland now, currently, is not, maybe at the peak of Destiny's Child, she like was a them. Yeah. Okay. But even at the peak of Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams was a who? Like, come on. (laughs) Like, they were the <laughs> biggest band in the world or something. And like everyone was, was that like, the hashtag? Everyone's like, it was which Michelle? Michelle are you? Yeah. Poor Michelle. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry. God. So,
2: last one. um, We talked about this a little bit when I was a guest on your show. Yeah. Am I a who? No. I'm not even, I can't even be a who. <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think I haven't so. even reached who status. Well,
1: YouTube's tough. Yeah. Because I would, I would call you, I know that yeah, YouTube's not your main media. Yeah, what about the, the, the realm of internet I would say, people? I would
2: say you're more famous than a lot of who's. Okay. But I would say you're not a who. Like, more people actually know who you are and recognize you. The one thing we didn't talk about was the night that I won a People's Choice Award.
1: That was an iconic (laughs) moment.
2: When they misidentified me, Um, I was up against Nash Greer, who was an internet person, and his fans got very upset and they. Made who is Matt Belisai trend on Are Twitter. Are you kidding? <laughs> which is, I feel like, That's a very great. who thing. Someone That's an that arcade fire. Perfect. Remember when that happened to...
1: Wait, so who did they think you were? What, did they, what happened to you? They just nobody
2: knew who the fuck I was. So they were just the
1: cameras just like looking for you. Like, cam- the camera's like. <laughs> oh, the like... camera, the bad yeah.
2: situation. It was because the, the camera, like someone walked, a seat filler walked in front of the camera when it came to back from commercial. And the camera guy just forgot what I looked like yeah. and stopped on the middle aged man in front of me instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, the like model lady who ha- who holds the award, like she remembered and like gave me the award in the say background. like you're
1: a who, but like, you that's a very hooey thing. That is a hooey thing. And didn't thing. you just like promote uh getting your apartment <laughs> fixed up yeah, on your it was, Instagram? Oh yeah, it was that's in, so it was that's, people. A, that's a little hoo behavior. Tell us about yeah. that.
2: I was in peoplehome.com.
1: Oh, you're such a hoo. You know home. what? I'm changing my mind. You okay. can't just you can't I come I actually
2: didn't know you were in
0: people people home. That changes a little bit. Right.
1: Your home looks but beautiful I, by the way. I, I not a value judgment.
0: Cuz it cuz we, we 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 like saying that it relies so much on the actual tabloid coverage. So that may be ch- – you might be but it Who. But it was
2: People. It wasn't Us Weekly.
1: Yeah, but People Home and People Babies are the two <laughs> yeah, most – If you
0: were in People Proper, that's a different well,
2: story. Well, one day. Well, fine. If you're on People Babies people – I think you're babies, well on
1: your way. Well, thank you guys for coming
2: on. <laughs> Where can people find you and your work?
1: Oh, my on God. Apple
2: Podcasts.
1: Yes, just search for Who Weekly.
2: And then dot. Um,
1: us. But what we're like really kind of trying to promo right now, hashtag yeah. promo spawn, not even spawn like our own spawn, mm-hmm. is that we're going on tour.
2: Yay, That's exciting! Um, yeah. We
1: will be in Boston, DC, San Francisco, LA, and Chicago Did throughout
0: I October and November.
1: Throughout October, November. Who so weakly. please us. come see us, especially if like one of those places like not New York, because like. We don't know anyone at these other places, mm-hmm. and we just are so excited to see who decides to show up. You're like a tour guy, You, so many people come see you when you're on yeah. tour, that's crazy.
2: So, yeah, And you guys, you're going to you're gonna get a taste. I think discuss... if you
1: like Matt's show, you'll love our show. <laughs> if
2: you like Matt's,
0: if you'll no, love tolerate Matt, If you
1: tolerate Matt, you'll be pleasantly surprised by <laughs> yeah. New Weekly.
0: I'll say that. You won't be disappointed? <laughs> no, you
1: won't be disappointed. Maybe you'll say, well, I still would have preferred to see Matt, but this wasn't a bad night out. <laughs> well, I think I know me
2: and I know you guys, and I think you would have fun. So yeah. I endorse. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thanks. Come see us, please. Well, thank have you. Thank Lindsay too. Weber, Bobby Finger, check them out.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks. This was Bye. fun. Bye. Bye.
2: All right. We're at the end of the show. Now is the time for our chasers. The good things at the end of the week that makes all the bad things go down. Barry, do you have a chaser this week?
0: I do have a chaser this week. Curb Your Enthusiasm is back. And just... There are a few shows that make me laugh out loud the way that Curb can and will continue to do. So I'm just very excited. I immediately called my dad when it ended. I was like, Dad, you watch? And he was like, yeah. And then we talked about it. And it's just it's just so fun. Um, the Good Place is back.
2: The Good Place is back. Will and Grace is back. Yeah. So From, from a long time ago.
0: Um, what about you, Matt? What's your chaser this week?
2: My chaser is for... It's a, it's a happy and sad one. But... Julia Louis Dreyfus is my favorite actress. She's... Probably, I I don't think I can name another actress that I love more than her. Veep, one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show. Elaine will always be. I mean, I'm Julia... being
1: Elaine for
0: Halloween, and my dog Putty, who is named Putty because of Elaine's boyfriend Putty. Will be putty.
2: Beautiful. Thank you. What an honor. I know. She shared on Twitter and Instagram that she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the beautiful, beautiful thing about Julia Louis-Dreyfus is that she turned her announcement into really a service announcement for people to fight for health care for everybody. Because she has great health care, I'm sure. Uh, but there are people who don't and who are probably in similar situations to her who don't have that same access. So... Good on Julia Louis-Dreyfus.
0: Love her so much. We're thinking of you, Julia.
2: Thinking of you, Julia. Love you. And that is it. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get this show. Hit subscribe, then rate us. Leave us a wonderful review because I will only accept good reviews. None of your shit. This podcast is a place where we let our anger out, and the review section is where you let your love out. You can also find us on Spotify and Stitcher and all the places where podcasts are. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Josh Gwynn, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Jess Hackle, and Emily Becker. And this week's sponsor, the Everything is Awful book and tour. Music by Hans Dal Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Oh, bye bye. <laughs> Small I'm to say it the least. least. I'm a little scan. The Never will be prepared, prepared. Beauty and the Beast, beast.